0: and what's up guys this is mike satoshi with sharing in the disruption podcast where i focus on tech and innovation and how it's changing the world and how we can invest and partake in the gains from it and where do i start (laughs) there's been so much stuff um taking a few weeks off uh to go on vacation but um Yeah, it's been so crazy lately. A few weeks ago, we had the crypto market at like all time highs, and you had literally meme coins as the number one category on coin market cap. Which, like, when I saw that, I was just like, okay, there's a crash coming. And I don't think you have to be that intuitive to figure that out. And then there was this, I would call it a series of unfortunate events that just compounded on top of each other to crush crypto. Um, And then it spilled over, it seemed, into the stock market. I know (laughs) I've kind of, ever since I started really researching crypto and all, like, it's such a big space, I've kind of haven't even had time to focus on all the, the tech stuff. And I mean, we've had some interesting stuff going on in that area too. I mean, you can look at like the AT and T uh, spinoff this week of Time Warner, and kind of how that's kind of like them throwing in the towel and realizing that there's no synergy between a traditional cable company and all this content. Um, and you could talk about the lame sauce merger of Discovery and them, and how like. I don't see how that's a compelling thing against like Amazon and Apple and Disney plus and some of these and Netflix. So it seems like we're just in mega consolidation mode. Um, And I think we're going to see that in a lot of industries as you have smaller companies competing against uh, the big incumbents. But I mean, I got to focus on crypto because it's so crazy Um, and it actually did seem to bring down the regular market this week. Uh, So, I mean, you had this whole insane buildup of Dogecoin and Elon going on Saturday Night Live. I think I talked to you right before that. And then him saying it was a... a, We can discuss, like, why someone on Twitter, like a business person, celebrity, can crash prices like that. But um, you you had him kind of saying it's a hustle on Saturday Night Live, but also saying to the moon and all this kind of stuff. And I, I don't really I, – I like Tesla. And to be honest, I'm just a little annoyed. And I think it reflects poorly on, like, the serious, like, endeavors that they are doing. So I'd rather him not be doing that, but whatever. I mean – it is what it is. Um, that's I think that's the least of the issues to be honest. So, let's pull up a few of the different reasons for this big crypto crash. We had a enormous crash in Bitcoin, Ethereum and all of the altcoins. Um, and I did some recalibration and I'll be honest with you guys, you know, I had some decent amount of Bitcoin, a decent amount of Ethereum and some of these other altcoins and like DeFi and stuff that actually like I felt is productive asset that actually has a purpose that, that people enjoy and get usefulness out of. I am pulling up some of the... Um, Crypto prices right now. Let's see. I'm logging into, looking at Coinbase. Yeah. All right. So I, I wanted to pull up like how much price volatility we really saw this week. I mean, I'm sure you guys were in the middle of it. I go to a Bitcoin group and that was interesting to kind of see everybody's reaction. And the biggest thing I did this week was reallocate. I pulled all of my money out of Bitcoin. Oh, wow. Today, as of today, we've got another price drop. This is um, Bitcoin is now down to $33,000. It is um, the 23rd of May, so it is losing a lot of support. We might be going into a bear market. I did not think, I don't know. We're either going into a bear market for another few years, or this is a leg down before we go up. But it's breaking through a lot of resistance, which isn't good for crypto. Uniswap down 26%. Yearn Finance, 27%. Balancer, 20%. Basic Attention Token, 23%. Chainlink, 25%. The Graph, 23%. Woo! Compound, 24 Filecoin, 11 Polygon, 31%. I mean, you're just seeing red across the board. Aave, 22%. Ethereum down 16%. Woo! If you like Ethereum... Oh my gosh, Ethereum's below 2000 again. This is um it's a crazy time. Cardano down 19%. I am losing a lot of money right now. But it's cool because I am I have faith in the the blockchain and the space this is in and there's going to be a big shakeout and there already has been. Let's see. Bitcoin reached a high of $64,000. We're about the halfway point. So it's lost about half of its value. When was that? Um, Okay. The high was on about April 12th. So it's lost about half of its value since April 12th. That's crazy. Um, But... To put things in perspective, it was one year ago, Bitcoin was 8,600. So it's still more than, uh, still about 4x from what it started the year at, which ain't too bad. So it looks like it's starting to follow that trend line of 2017. So 2017. We hit a high of 1,900. The reason I really didn't think this bull run would be over yet is because of previous years, kind of the difference. I guess I was comparing the difference. It was like a logarithmic scale. So the previous bull run was about 1,000. Um, uh, yeah, just based off the, I predicted it was going to hit about 17, 170,000. And if that, if this was the top, then I was way off. Um, but there has been some big catalysts to knock Bitcoin down. So, I mean, maybe it stunted the, the greed portion, but the chart does look similar it does look similar to a few. I mean, set 2017. So, I mean, maybe that's just as high as it goes. But the problem is, I thought a lot of momentum could go into like Ethereum and some other coins because they don't have the same issues Bitcoin does. But it still seems that they haven't decoupled. Ethereum has more volatility, even though I don't think it should. I think Ethereum has a much more sound case for it, and I've actually been st- dacking more money into Ethereum this whole time. I moved all my Bitcoin holdings into Ethereum. That's, that's pretty much the point of what I was saying. Uh, Ethereum hit a high of 4,000, is it 4,384? Yeah. It hit a high of 4,384. Now down to 1,948. So it has more than halved. So it has increasing volatility to Bitcoin. Which is why, if Bitcoin has the lower volatility, and I have actually more faith in Ethereum long term, why wouldn't I move my money into something that lost more of its overall value, but I think has more upside? That's my thinking. And I like that Ethereum moving from proof of work into proof of stake really addresses the issues of ESG and renewable energy and where things are being mined that Bitcoin has Um, proof. Ethereum does not need to be mined and it is just, um, well it does now, but as Ethereum two rolls out within this next year, it will go over to proof of stake and that problem will be solved. And then nobody can say anything more. And Elon actually in his tweet He said, which I'm tired of saying, he said he was looking for a cryptocurrency to use for Tesla that uses about 1% of the energy of Bitcoin. And that's proof of stake uses about 1% of the energy of Bitcoin or less. So, I mean, that could be Cardano, that could be Ethereum, that could be Polkadot, that could be any of these blockchains that are proof of stake. It's important to differentiate... So Bitcoin is on its own blockchain Um, and I'm slowly kind of uh, finding some flaws in it, but I I still think it has a place, but I I was nervous about the portion that's being mined in China and there's the biggest vulnerability to Bitcoin is not necessarily government crackdown because it's decentralized but it would reduce how many people can get into it and affect the price dramatically yeah that would definitely affect the price um if there was like a global crackdown china everybody's expecting that but the the thing that would just just throw bitcoin into the the tomb and seal it up would be if there was ever a 51 percent attack Meaning if someone or a group of miners, pool of miners would would ever be able to attack the system by coordinating over 51% of the blocks that are being added to the network and putting bad blocks onto the system, therefore printing counterfeiting a Bitcoin, which shouldn't be possible. The only way that could happen is if over 51% of the miners were able to band together and do that. And with a concentration in some very volatile areas of the world, um, the best thing that could probably happen is China to get out of Bitcoin and to ban it, even the miners, because the chances of that would dramatically reduce. And I do think as Bitcoin scales up more and more, that becomes harder and harder to do is to have that sort of scenario because of the sheer amount of energy that's involved um but i just think there's better ways to to do all of this than maybe to have this whole mining thing but you know i I do like the digital gold narrative and if you know you have bitcoin supplanting um what i view as better technologies like ethereum or maybe cardano and stuff then i think bitcoin has a place i just don't Think it's going to be the most valuable thing that comes out. I don't think it's going to zero, um, but I actually think there's much better stuff that will come about. And I mean, that's that's what you can expect sometimes from a first generation technology. And people can build on. You can't just be like, oh, the first thing that comes out is always the winner. It's not that way. Think about the internet and AOL. Uh, I'm I'm sorry I drew that comparison because everybody else has made that. Um I try to bring new ideas to the table. Um, I will tell you some of my heaviest weightings. Um, I use coinbase just because it's simple. they do custody for you. Um, I don't it just hasn't got easy enough in my opinion to mess around with metamask and you have to deal with all the fees and stuff. So I and I don't try to get into these super speculative coins. I think Coinbase does a pretty good job vetting what's on it. I wish there were some other projects like Poly, um, Polkadot and some others. Uh, I've got my biggest holding is Ethereum and I stake that at a 6%, 6% APR, um, interest rate. I've got Cardano, Polygon, um, Cardano is another smart contract, blockchain. Polygon is a layer two solution that, um, diverts a lot of that traffic off of Ethereum and helps it scale and makes it faster. It's kind of like a scaling as a service. They have there's like four different ways to really scale Ethereum and they kind of like have all these different options they're building out for people to do that. And the traffic to Polygon, they were going up like crazy. They like four X or something recently. And now they've crashed back and I bought some more, but they really have become popular lately as ethereum gas fees have gotten very expensive uniswap think of it as like a decentralized coinbase so the total addressable market on that is enormous cartesi is another layer two maker makes die which is a algorithmically backed um, stable coin which when people are trading and moving in and out uh, it moving from volatility to less volatility, they want to move into stable coins and maker uh, mints and handles the supply of dye on, out there to keep it at a dollar. Internet computer is a very speculative one, but if they were able to do what they are trying to do, they are claiming that they can be the blockchain AWS, meaning decentralized storage of information and uh, servers. Chainlink uh, is an Oracle, meaning that it attaches to like Ethereum or other blockchains, and it's able to transmit data from the real world and make a blockchain uh, able to, I mean, a blockchain is completely isolated from the real world. So something like an Oracle uh, acts as a messenger from the blockchain and kind of makes it alive with real-world data. OMG, Amisco Network, is another uh, layer two. If you can't tell them into scaling, The a lot of these are utility tokens or uh, smart contract or something like that. I'm not investing in meme coins or anything um, that I don't see any purpose in. Uh, synthetics. Can mint real-world assets, or um, like think, I could see some of that synthetics used to make clones of stock market stocks uh, on the blockchain. Uh, they already that or Mirror is already making like Tesla and Amazon coins and stuff like that, so that people can. Now that will draw ire of the SEC, but I think that's the way. I predict the whole stock market, it'll probably be the New York Stock Exchange that first goes that route, is putting the stock market on the blockchain to where it will trade 24-7, and that will be revolutionary. I think it'll be the International Continental Exchange or ICE first because they're already investing heavily in blockchain. They have a company called Bakkt, B-A-K-K-T, which just went public as a SPAC, and who knows, uh, or maybe somebody will create just their own stock exchange and get approval somehow for that. Aave is a DeFi token that is um, for decentralized lending. Loopring is another layer two platform. And yeah, I mean, Compound is another way to yield farm and get more money and, uh, on your crypto the graph says it's supposed to be like a Google of a search engine of blockchain. So, I mean, I won't read through all these, but there's definitely some interesting stuff and all these things I'm willing to give them a shot. I don't have most of my money in crypto, but this is the kind of stuff I'm looking at is stuff that I actually see some utility in. So do your research folks. This is a very dangerous, volatile area. Now, what I quickly wanted to get to, because I wasn't going to do a long one today, is we've had all these crazy hypotheses for why crypto crashed in the first place. And we've heard everything from Elon Musk, which I, I don't think it was. He doesn't have that much power. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was just one more brick in the wall as uh, Pink Floyd said (laughs) but um, I mean he had a part in like definitely upsetting the markets and priming them for some worse news and then people were saying it was China which I mean we we know that China doesn't like Bitcoin and that they want to make their own national currency and when they do if Bitcoin takes any thunder out of, from that, they're going to get rid of it. Um, I mean, it, this isn't news and they do this every year or so. And, you know, some people in China are still going to buy Bitcoin because if they're trying to get out of the country, you know, all they have to know is a code in their head and they can get out of the country and they can retrieve their money. Whereas, you know, China is not going to let them like run out with cash or gold or diamonds or anything. So it'll still be used, but it'll be very underground. It would probably push the miners out, which is a good thing for Bitcoin in my opinion um, because it reduces the chances of that 51 attack and the amount of coal being used for it because China's the number one. uh, I mean, they're using a lot of coal to mine Bitcoin. So I don't think it's the China thing. The U.S. kind of shook things up because they announced that they are requiring that you report to the IRS any purchases of crypto over $10,000. That's not that big of a deal. I don't buy $10,000 worth of crypto at a time, usually, um, or ever. Um, I mean, to the people that are, I guess, are trying to be completely off-grid, they're going to do that anyway. I mean, they run the risk of an Al Capone tax evasion kind of event, but... I don't think our government's really that against it. I know like that might be shocking to people, but there's so many institutions interested in this. There's a lot of actual people like one guy that I think it's Gary Gensler. That's uh, maybe fed chair or something. Um, One of the guys, maybe it's sec. um, He like taught crypto So, I mean, there is actually some understanding. Republicans are actually very for cryptocurrency. Um, One thing um, that uh, I can really agree with them on. Um, I I actually, like a lot of these companies like Coinbase, I think the people that have to worry are the people that are doing things not legit. And I do think some of it needs cleaned up a little bit um, as far as just making sure there's no like massive schemes going on to fraud people. But... I mean Coinbase has that's why I invested in them um and not any of these other well, I mean not it's I don't even know how to invest in any of the other places, but they've they've kind of gone the very like embracing regulation and just there's not any wild cards like there is with Binance, like who is getting to investigate it right now because they're doing all kinds of shenanigans and you know, kind of sticking their middle finger up at Uh, they're bringing a lot of attention to space because they're essentially selling like stocks on Binance and doing all kinds of shenanigans. And it's a very centralized blockchain. So you can't just like be like, oh, we don't have any control over this. They do. They could like shut it down at any point. And I, I think there's gonna be some massive issues with the Binance blockchain, block sizes getting too big, just all these shit coins that are being put on there. It's, it's going to be a big mess, I think. And I think they're going to get investigated, but that's just me. I I don't think there's an existential threat from the government. Cause I think there's way you've got JP Morgan, you've got all these institutions that are wanting to buy Bitcoin for their high worth clients right now. This, if they were going to stop Bitcoin or crypto is going to happen a while ago. It's, it's too far gone now, but they uncle Sam's going to want their portion And I mean, come on, realistically, guys, like what, you're going to, you thought they're just going to let everyone just hide their money off without paying any taxes on it. Come on. Like you pay taxes on your stocks. I mean, I'm okay paying taxes. Okay. Like I would like some accountability as to where my taxes are going. You know, like I think, uh, I forgot who it was. Some, some company announced that if, you know, taxes were going way up, they wanted, to know where the taxes are going. And yeah, I think we need transparency as to, to where, how our money's being spent. But, you know, we live in this country. We can't just like stash all our money and, you know, not ever pay any taxes on it. You know, I don't know. My, my opinions are always evolving on these things, but legitimizing Bitcoin or in cryptocurrency, I mean, I think it's somewhat of a good thing. And, you know, if things ever hit the fan, you're still going to be able to do it like the off-grid way. So, I mean, people are going to do that. And I'll probably be doing that if things get that bad. So, I mean, I'll be legit. But, <laughs> you know, if things got real bad, I'd, I'd move some money uh, however I needed to. Um, I don't know if money would help you that much at that point anyway. <laughs> You like commodities or something. So what I wanted to get to is this article that I saw. And this, I saw it on, uh, I was trying to make sure this is a very legit article. It was on CoinMarketCap, which is a a good source, but it was referenced from newsbtc.com. Newsbtc.com. So you can go check it. Um, So that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's the best, but I have heard this quite a bit, and so I wanted to get this out there as a possible theory of some shenanigans. I did mean to say that I think a lot of the drop in crypto was also because there was a lot of leverage and margin, meaning people borrowing money. To get outsized returns on crypto going up, just like they do in the stock market, and when it drops past a certain point, there's what's called a margin call. I don't mess with any of this, so if I you mess up any of this description, you know don't don't be mad at me. Um, but a margin call meaning they make you pay up, and using your crypto as collateral, and so you're you have to cash out if if this is um something and people i've heard people using like 100 to 1 leverage 100 to 1 leverage and just crazy stuff so this article says 4chan insider predicted bitcoin crash claims it was a coordinated attack the writer is Samuel Wynn oh wait S A M U E L W A N if you want to like check him make sh- see if he's very reputable So let's see what, I've heard this in multiple podcasts and I um, was trying to figure out where they were sourcing this from because I do like to check my sources, Uh, not just repeat stuff. Investors are contemplating what next following the market correction, which saw Bitcoin drop as low as 29000 It's about back at that. That's my little addition. Many pin the events of yesterday on FUD whether Elon FUD, China FUD, or OCC FUD. However, an insider on anonymous board 4chan claims it was a coordinated attack by an unnamed firm connected to the Chinese government. Such claims without a verifiable source should be taken with a healthy dose of skepticism. But the post was made 12 hours before markets dumped and did predict the sell-off. This week, news broke of a renewed crackdown on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency by Chinese government agencies. A joint statement released by three industry bodies said financial institutions could not conduct business related to cryptocurrency. The group specifically laid into the cryptocurrency market massive volatility saying digital tokens have no real support value, and prices are that are extremely easy to manipulate. Such stories have become commonplace. Therefore, this was dismissed as irrelevant FUD, but the 4chan insider claims this was intended as a precursor to the coordinated sell-off that tanked markets yesterday. The purpose of today's press release alongside all the FUD posting is to get BTC as low as it can get before 7 a.m. 7 a. UCT. As a side note, the sell-off occurred yesterday at around 1,300 GMT. Even though China geographically spans five different time zones, the country follows a single time zone called China Standard Time, which is eight plus hours on GMT UTC. There's no time zone known as UCT. Things take a sinister turn when the insider explains the purpose of the sell-off was to attack a single stakeholder. Based on the information given, the details would appear to fit Elon Musk. First, there will be a coordinated sell-off to drop the prices below a certain threshold and liquidate one certain stakeholder. Can't outright say who he is, but he bought a lot at the dip and he was partly responsible for. Once liquidated, the plan is to buy up all the reserves and essentially leave him bankrupted. The post then ends with a near-term price prediction of 70000 What next for Bitcoin? The events of yesterday were a shock for many. While volatility is part, par- part and parcel of cryptocurrency, the speed and magnitude of the drop were extreme. From its recent all-time high of 64000 Bitcoin lost 54% of its value at the height of the sell-off. What's more, it closed the day below the 200-day moving average, indicating that bears now control the market, leading to dread of a return to crypto winter. While today sees prices trying to push back above the 200-day moving average, the sentiment is reading extreme fear. RSI looks to be curling back upwards after hitting a low of 22.6. March 2020's corona crash was the last time RSI dipped to similar levels, bottoming around 14.6 at that time. Although the insider claims a snapback is coming, it remains prudent to proceed with caution. Here's the description of the the author, um, just so we see if this is... um, credible at all. Samuel Wan is passionate about different... Oh, pfft, what? Okay. He has, he has years of... Ex- I don't care about what he eat, likes to eat. He has years of experience working in business and finance, a burgeoning interest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies to, since 2017. UK-based. That doesn't tell me anything. Okay. Um. Whoa. I didn't... Uh. That's the first time I read that article. Like, I had heard everything in that before, except that there was a suspicion that they were trying to shake out Elon from his Bitcoin holdings. That is, uh, that's very fascinating. I mean, you're getting into conspiracies there, but this is a crazy space. It's, it's wild. And I would just focus on the technologies and what you see value in. Don't get caught up in all this craziness. And, there there is going to be these just wild swings and there's going to be people getting greedy, there's going to be people freaking out, scared. It's just like the stock market. Like you shouldn't be in it if like you I mean this is more volatile than the stock market. But it does give you upside, increasing upside especially as a young person when you know, you've know, you got the stock market backed by the Federal Reserve, and it's not allowed to go down a certain amount because some of these companies are zombie companies that are just being backed by buying of corporate debt and things. And this is what real volatility looks like. This is real volatility. This is what used to be allowed to happen in our stock market. This is free market. This is people deciding they don't trust it or they are greedy and they want to like plow all their money into it. I mean, this is human sentiment that's what you're seeing and sometimes you don't see any correlation to like what maybe something should be valued at just as you've had stocks with thousands of pe ratio or something like you know um it it doesn't make sense sometimes sometimes you have a meme coin which maybe is the equivalent of like a GameStop stop or a penny stock you just i mean there's things that don't make any sense but it's it's everywhere because this is human behavior. It's not just crypto and it's not just the stock market. It just happens to be that the stock market is more regulated because we have a nanny state where like people want all this protection. I I think it's a lot of like the baby boomers are just like, protect my pensions and my, um, my retirement at all costs. Federal government don't let any of these companies go bankrupt. I mean, Isn't that why they bailed out GM? Because the whole pension plans would have gone under? I mean, the bank system, because we've allowed banks to get so big. Crypto was... The reason it was made was to solve some of these issues that happened in 2009. We forget that, and we forget how precarious the whole economy can be. And it's become very hard to you know, achieve, achieve growth in some of these areas. So, I mean, crypto does like volatility can be great if it's managed properly. It can be terrible if you do stupid things. And the biggest thing I would say, I've made good money. I made like 250% on, on average on my stocks last year. Guess what? I didn't use any leverage. I didn't borrow money to buy stocks. I've made really good money on some of my crypto, like Ethereum, I've like six X or more, like up to its high. I'm still way up for the year on Ethereum. I'm still up on Bitcoin, even though I sold that and bought more Ethereum. You haven't lost money till you pull out of the market. I am staking to earn passive income And I don't use margin. I can maybe understand. I I don't really understand using margin in the stock market. Like if you're investing the right things, then you don't need that. And I certainly don't understand using margin in crypto that has (laughs) insane volatility. You, Crypto is like... Using margin almost. It's like using margin on the stock market. You do not need to lever up something that can lose 90% of its value in a day. Trust me, you don't want to do that. You you want to use a hundred-to-one margin on something that can lose 95% of its value in a day. You don't want to do that. I don't want any of you guys to go bankrupt. <laughs> like, be smart. Don't put don't allocate more to something with high risk than you can afford to lose. This isn't gambling. It's gambling if you buy certain things, know what you're buying, but it is high risk and you've got to calibrate your risk. You've got to have most of your money. it just depends what your risk profile is. and I mean, I'm not somebody that can you know, probably give financial advice so you know, take everything with a grain of salt. This is just me saying what I I strongly believe. And like, I just hate seeing young people ruining their life because they're, they're playing like they have nothing to lose. It's some real shit. Like, you know, I see these people have become millionaires overnight, supposedly on Dogecoin. And it's like, and they won't sell it. And I'm like, Okay, you got lucky as hell. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know? Um, Lightning rarely strikes twice. or I don't know what the saying is. But on that note, you know, guys, be smart out there. Um, This is not the time to be selling. I mean, I I guess unless you just put way too much money in and got greedy. Um, I mean, it's going to go back up. So... You know, that's that's the mentality I try to, to get people to understand is technology, life is long, technology is going up. I can tell you as a fact, technology is growing and it will grow forever at an exponential rate. Can I tell you that it'll go, it won't go down sometimes? Absolutely. There's like macro events like interest rates and stuff. But guess what? I think interest rates long term will go to zero. We're going to become like Japan like and that's good for growth stocks not value stocks but you know value's having its moment right now and I'm still in tech stocks and I would be buying some of them that look really good and have a lot cheaper PE ratios than they used to there's a lot better value now in tech stocks and guess what tech's not going anywhere so but I this is a good time to evaluate risk too. And you know, maybe you have some value stocks or some other stuff to balance out your risk. I mean, only you can decide that. So I'm going to go and I hope you guys have a good one. And I've got some other, um, I, I actually have done some, some, uh, podcasts and I did them on YouTube live and I am having trouble figuring out how to move just the audio over to a podcast um, so if you guys want to check out some of the live streams I did talking about some different stuff, um, you can go to my YouTube channel sharing the disruption podcast but um, I will try I if I have to set the microphone next to the computer and just record it from YouTube, I will. Um, but hey guys, follow me on Twitter at Mike Satoshi 4. Um, I'm pretty active on there and I try to say clever things and um, debate people and try to learn. Another thing to do is, I told my friend the other day, get in Twitter spaces and follow people in all these different areas that you're interested in and uh, get into Twitter spaces, which is like Clubhouse. And I literally, I have been – I get most of my knowledge. I read all the time. I mean, I work in agriculture. I sit there and listen to podcasts. I read all the time. I listen to stuff like Bankless. I'm trying to listen to like really reputable stuff in – crypto and in stock market and in technology and get very diverse sources. I go into, I talk to people on Twitter, I respond to them. I go into um, Twitter spaces and actually um, listen to these conversations. I was in a semiconductor's chat the other day, listening to like insiders talk about AMD and Taiwan semiconductor and all these different things that are going on so that I can tell these things to you guys. Um, I view myself a lot as an aggregator, um, and I mean, I i guess I'm a, I have way too much time on my hands, and I just like absorb data like a sponge and um, try to make sense of it and make a podcast out of it, and I love doing this. It's so much fun. So I uh, hope you guys get value out of this. I have a newsletter. Um, I, I sh- I'm going to try to have some more coming out soon. Uh, you can find it on... On my Twitter, there's a newsletter you can sign up for. And I've been making some artwork to go with some of the weeks that I'm doing podcasts, like some of the big events, and doing like a collage. I'd love to like make some e- NFTs and stuff for the podcast someday. So that's kind of my long-term goal and got to get it all together. So I uh, love you guys and have a good week and hope you get a lot of value from this. And be smart in the markets because they will eat your lunch. All right, bye.